0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right, to the back end of the podcast we go. And Mike, I want to talk about something that I heard uh, midday host Andy Gresh talk about in the middle of the week this week with Foyer. Uh, I think he first floated this theory by Andy Hart last week on Andy's last Andy filled in for Fourier on a day. He floated this theory by him. It got one of those like, mm, interesting. That's an intriguing theory. He's since floated it again. He worked, shopped it with Fourier a little bit. And it kind of goes something like this. And I think I'm a plus one like button subscriber to this one as well. Okay. The idea is this Bill Belichick is now up op- like this is year four, right? Post Tom Brady it was four years in, supposedly, in the Cleveland plan that his team was to take shape, right? And now he said it took four years really to get the team that he ultimately wanted, even though they were well ahead on the success curve with the Patriots when he first took over New England. And now this is like Belichick's Patriots 3.0, whatever you want to call it, 2.0, 3.0. And it's year four. It should be time uh, for the team to really gel and come together. His idea, Gresh's theory is that basically the Patriots – now under Belichick in his pursuit of Don Shula are operating. We see these resignings. Bentley two year extension, Parker making sure he's on the team. It's shorter money, a little more guaranteed and upfront, but basically you're building a two year, you're doing a two year rebuild. Okay. So that's what it is. This is the bill Belichick two year plan. Uh, He's locking in all the pillars, all the best players that he possibly can. Maybe potentially even pursuing some free agents. And if he goes after Hopkins and Cook as well, then that really means that he's making sure that he's got the best players he possibly can. Bill Belichick is going to try to get back to the playoffs and win as many games as he can over the next two years, because that means he's going to get to and surpass Don Shula, get back to the playoffs, make his owner happy, then turn things over as we, as we sort of thought. To whoever is the next head coach, most of us think it's Gerard Mayo, the Bill Belichick two-year plan, as opposed to just like more drafting and more development, and it'll gradually come to be like, no, Belichick's going to go for it now over these next two years, and you'll see him secure the services of more high-quality players uh, the best he can with the financial assistance of Robert Kraft, who keeps saying money will never be an issue if it comes to signing players, so we shall see. What do you think of the idea of it being a 2-year plan? I don't hate the the concept and I think
2: it makes sense, right? I mean, he's not around for a a long-term rebuild. He's not going to be here for I would say his cap is like 5 years and I feel like that's very that's a long time. So, 2-year hmm. rebuild makes sense, but if that is the case, then why wouldn't DeAndre Hopkins already be locked up? why wouldn't it already have happened? Cause he doesn't care about money that much longer in the future. And if he does have this financial flexibility, if you will, that Robert Kraft claims to, uh, to give him, I feel like Deandre Hopkins would already be here and they would already yep. use up that money and say, let's sign him for two years. He can be here. He can be max guy. I don't care about developing a, a long-term wide receiver for Mac Jones. I need some guy here now to get me my damn wins so I can mm-hmm. go retire on Nantucket. So, look, maybe that is still in the works and maybe they do make cook and, uh, Hopkins get, happen. Excuse me. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, is craft going to, maybe craft is on board with something like that. Stay here for two years, rebuild mm-hmm. this thing right now, get your yep. wins. It helps our PR
1: that turn we this to ish sport around sport. right now. Get me right. back to the playoffs. Right. Let's, you know, and we got we'll the new sport. lighthouse, the new sports lounge, the new right. everything right. fix. Mac Jones, give me like fix my franchise quarterback that I wanted you to draft a couple of years ago that fell into your lap in 2021 at pick 15. Yep. Build this line. Show me this, show me your new defense. Uh, get me some, you know, get me, surround me with some talent and then I'll make sure I'll give you Bill O'Brien back. Cause I know we got to right. make up for the Patricia mess last year, whatever the plan was behind all of that. We time may never tell. And there won't be enough 30 for 30 specials or, NFL inside looks on that one Like they'll never be able to do you could do Are a whole we ever entire find
2: hard out about Malcolm Butler I don't probably not <laughs> I don't
1: I'd, I'd so. rather know I'd rather know really why he thought Patricia would work last year over Butler of any and all patriot mysteries I yeah. think that is the one I would most want to learn about why did they really think that would work last year
2: but see I <laughs> feel like the ant there's an answer there and I think it's that he trusts his guys and he likes to work with he said it before he likes to work with people he likes and he doesn't right. Now that he's older, he doesn't have to bring in and work and coach guys he doesn't like. And I just think that it was easy for him to bring in Matt and say, Hey, you're smart enough. Let's see if this can work. Yeah. You, Hey, Not- you know, football. Yeah, right. And it, it was the hey you know football club. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, bizarre for him to actually think that. So maybe there is a deeper answer. Maybe it is the fact that he didn't want to pay a, a top tier offensive coordinator. And now Kraft said, no, that has to happen. But no, yeah. I think the big mystery is still Malcolm Butler. And that's every time. The reason I bring it up is every time I hear Patriots Dynasty 30 for 30 ESPN docu-series on the all of that stuff my my number one thing is what the heck why did they not play Malcolm Butler? and I don't think we going to find out yeah why didn't they uh,
1: okay I mean yeah I know that was still funny though Patricia was potentially or allegedly involved in that decision as well. so right. maybe yeah. everything maybe everything uh, maybe everything will turn around and change this year just because they get they got rid of that. Hey, and maybe he can go poison the watering hole in Philadelphia and help the best advantage of the Patriots <laughs> yeah, right. will have week one on Tom Brady Returns Day. But maybe not because he's a good defensive coach. No, he, and he's he, he no on he on the defensive side of the football. A little overrated. If we're gonna be honest, a little overrated. Okay, but
2: as a defensive senior analyst or whatever his new job title is, there a defensive he's pro- senior analyst. Yeah, so whatever. Like he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be solid in that role, and he would have been solid in that type of role here last year. You give him the offense, it's like, what the hell are you doing? He was a he was a he was an okay defensive coach here. He deserves a job in the NFL on the defensive side of the football. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deserve one on offense. So,
1: yeah, no, he, he doesn't. And I, I think you'll probably never see that happen in the NFL again, after what the Patriots went through last year. But as far as, uh, and back to the, the Gresh idea of Belichick's on a two year plan right now. And that's like the agreement behind the scenes, maybe between him and Robert Kraft and everybody else. I buy it. I'm in on it. I like yeah. it. A succession plan into the hands of Mayo. Let Bill get his record let Robert Kraft and he get at least that one last something. If not, maybe another AFC East championship. Mm, it's going to be kind of tough. Uh, or they can make playoff.
2: AFC no. AFC champi- East championship. I don't know, but they can get in the playoffs the next. Back to
1: the, yes, they should be. I I still think they're a wild card team this year as well. Back to the playoffs would be an excellent achievement for them. Uh, a couple la- last couple quick things. We saw uh, just as we were recording the pod today. Yes, we saw making its way on the socials. Uh Tom Brady, Mac Jones. Uh, this is from my buddy uh Brian Babs on the mic on Twitter. Yeah. Um it, Tom it Brady posted and Mac by Jones. Devin McCordy on Instagram, if you want to go check it out. And it's I'm actually tweeting it as we speak. So it's on D IG. Okay, so on Devin McCourty. See what a ball player he's become. He's his own person now. No more just yeah sharing a Twitter with his brother. Like, no, D Mac is his own man we now. Get it focused. And we got Devin McCordy with a picture of like, uh I guess you'd call it an ussy yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for the Ted Lasso fans out there. It's an ussy of D-Mac. Look at this. Look at this. It's D-Mac, Tom Brady, and Mac Jones. And, and it's a D-Mac title. Them. Devin, what have you been doing since you retired? Me. Living life. How you like that. Look at these guys together. Brady, Mac Jones, and D-Mac hanging out. To which I will offer this. Don't let break. Now, I know they competed against each other in 2021. And quite honestly, Mac Jones played every bit as well as Tom Brady did in that game. That was just, oh, yeah. That was a tough oh, game. Yeah. That was a grind. And it was the elements that obviously and ultimately factored into the equation. And Brady's buck squeaking out the win when folks' 56 yarder clanged off the left upright in the rain. Um, that was devastating. I hurt so bad. I know. <laughs> Oh, it sucked. Even what also could have sucked was Brady then going down the field in like 45 seconds and then getting a new game winner and just driving yeah. a new stake in our heart. The hope so was taken away that, when it needed think, to be that night. What do you
2: think Mac Jones and Tom Brady talk about when they're on vacation?
1: That's what back? I want. When they That's see each other social, on the wall I never like, even knew they talked.
2: Conversations like? I know. I would love to know what they're talking about.
1: I'll tell you this. I have no idea. Maybe Brady is ultimately like, yeah, I don't like seafood either. Yeah. You know, I had to live in new England for 20 years. <laughs> like the weather sucks, right? Oh, I know the traffic's so bad. Um, just don't let Brady start giving like now that Brady's retired out there being happy, uh, you know, building the brand, living his best life. Don't let any of the Brady magic rub off on Mac Jones. No, no don't if he starts giving him tips and he's like, Hey, try this or do this. Or this always worked for me. Or Bill likes like, Watch out. Like, if and what win this game? <laughs> Here's another one right here on Six Rings. If Mac Jones turns it around this season, we will be able to point back to this particular moment when yep. we saw Mac, Mac and TB12, TFB, hanging out together, living that life. If he's able to turn it around, we will say, uh oh, Brady actually started helping the Patriots yep. again. And he just, just five minutes with him would even help Mac Jones immensely. Yeah. I wow. wonder if he says to him, what was Bill thinking, giving you Matt Patricia last season? <laughs> They're probably just all sharing a laugh. Like D Mac yeah. is like, all right, guys, let's get together for a selfie. One, two, three, Patricia coordinator. And they all just
2: laugh. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Patricia's offense. Lol. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I like it. Yeah. That, 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 that's a fun one right that's there. A good last little something I noticed, um, I just saw on NFL.com, Eric Edholm, who does a great job writing for, used to write for Yahoo now for NFL.com. He's got a piece, 2023 NFL season, predicting each AFC team's non-QB MVP. Okay. Who do you think Eric Edholm predicts as the non-QB MVP of your 2023 New England Patriots? Matthew Judon. Boom. Yeah. Ed Holm writes the Patriots must know they can't survive in 23 without winning shootouts. Even if the career of third year pro Mac Jones is revived by Bill O'Brien returning to call plays in new England after 11 seasons away, this offense is currently constructed reads as a middling group at best that puts an outsized responsibility on the defense in a tough division. The Patriots are to win this season. It will be because this veteran unit thrives as it did a few years ago, making game changing plays on the regular Judon Patriots, best defender past two seasons. A bit streaky from time to time, but explosive, aggressive, and instinctive. Pass rush effectiveness was at an all-time high last season, but even if he doesn't rack up 15 and a half sacks again, Judon can impact games in a number of ways and must be accounted for by opposing offenses every game. Agree or disagree? Obviously, you agree. You named him when I gave you one guess. Yeah? Yeah, I think he he's
2: on effect in that linebacker room because then you allow Josh Uche to cook and you will now allow a guy like Keon White, who I guess he's more of a, a down lineman, but he's there. They're all a little bit. He's got a little bit. I I think
1: Keon White will get a little bit of everything. And don't forget Judon has said, right. He's not the best pass rusher on the team. Josh Uche has better moves and is quicker. So Judon part of the Judon effect is being accounted for because he is so good on the other side. Yeah. And Dietrich and everyone else as well. Yeah. So. Uh, that is a quality call right there. If there were one oh, other right. non-QB so, yeah. MVP no, on the Pats, if you had to if you had to throw your name on one other non-QB MVP on the Patriots this season, would it be Ramondre? Would it be on offense or defense? Who might it be for you? Ramondre. I think it's Ramondre.
2: I think he's there. But I don't think – and we talked about this on radio this weekend. I don't think running backs really matter. Like, look, you're not going to have as much success with Pierre Strong as you would Ramondre Stevenson. But like, I don't think he fully dictates which way your offense is going to go. So, no, I'm not going Ramondre. I'm going to go with one,
1: Kyle Duggar. Ooh. Because contract, see, and I've floated he by is, heart as well. Patriots have a lot of contract year guys that are going to be looking that are going to be looking to make a mint, and they're all going to be busting ass playing contract year yeah. style football. The New England Patriots may. I don't know how it'll look next year, but in 2023, they may significantly benefit from balling out seasons from a lot of contract year guys. That maybe that's Belichick's two-year plan. Get guys in contract year. Want to
2: make money. They're going to kick ass for me and I'm going to get my damn wins total. And I'm the higher on the boat. So.
1: Yes. There it is, buddy. So Kyle Duggar, I'm going with Duggs. All right, Kyle Duggar, solid choice. All right, and that wraps up another edition here of Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Good job, producer. Justin Turpin, as always. For Mike Cadlick, filling Ter- in nobly for Andy Hart. This is your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks so much for being a part of our growing Patriots discussion, fan-oriented, analytical, information-packed, and just plain joyful football fan community. Uh, you can find us, as always, on Spotify, the Odyssey app, Apple podcast WEI.com, and more. We will talk to you soon. Just a little under three weeks away from training camp. Football is just over two months away. What a time to be alive. Soak up the sun. Enjoy your summer. Catch you later. As always, good day. God bless. And go Pats.
0: Go Pats. Okay.